Hi, Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we have big brands and bigger deals. Buy three and get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama and Dunlop tyres. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on big brands like BF Goodrich, Dunlop, Michelin, Continental, Pirelli and more. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we'll look after you. Taste and see supply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news, powered by race fuels in association with Bob Jane T-Marts. From supercars to club racing, race fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Formula One legend Damon Hill previews the Australian Grand Prix. Exclusive update on the Melbourne Super Circuit. Big day out, Valtteri Bottas stars in Adelaide. And the Camaro conundrum. What's next for supercars? All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks. Hi there, race fans. It's the biggest week in Australian motorsport as we get ready for the Melbourne Grand Prix. Formula One is back and bigger than ever with predictions of an all-time record attendance at Albert Park. So let's get straight into it. Former world champion Damon Hill will lead Channel 10's live and free coverage of the Australian Grand Prix. Hill, of course, won the first Melbourne Grand Prix back in 1996, anchoring his world title that year. After two Red Bull wins already, Hill thinks the main interest will be in the growing friction between Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. I think, it's, um, well, I'm not going to, as the expression, young people use this expression all the time, are not going to lie, okay? Um, it's likely that Red Bull will be dominant again, um, but there's been some significant progress with some other teams. I think Mercedes made a bit of a leap forward from where they, their lowly place in, in Bahrain. <laughs> and also Aston Martin and New Kids on the Block making it interesting fighting over the podium place. Um, and Sergio made it interesting, you have to say, by putting up a, a very feisty defence of his lead in Saudi Arabia. Yes, well, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know what you think. Tell me what you think. You know, Sergio Perez, interesting character. Is he a yeah. genuine world title contender, really? Um. Well, if he's not this year, he'll never will be. <laughs> so, you know, he's got the right car. It's going to be him or Max. And so the question is, how how does he find the extra thing you need? Uh, you know, we were just watching the, the Peroni Villeneuve film that's come out, and it's about how you know, Gilles was... Uh, utterly dominant and then this guy Peroni turns up and he he managed to turn the tables on on Gilles and that's famously what happened you know what what led to their um 
the the terrible events in in Zolder where where Gilles was killed, you know, because he he got so angry about his teammate. But I mean, you know, there there is there are signs that that Sergio is he simply is not not an as easy a customer as as Max has been used to. Hill reckons Perez is underrated and could make things difficult for Verstappen if allowed. Well, with, 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 when you've got a title fight and it's really only between two guys, that means within the team there's intense rivalry and the the disadvantage that Sergio has is that all hopes have been pinned on Max for the future of Red Bull. You know, they've got their star driver, their star, you know, that can dominate the sport for the next 10 years or who knows how long. Um, and they would probably not do anything to to cheese off um, Max too much. But, you know, Sergio, ultimately, Checo is he's probably not as quick, but my God, he's done some great races, you know. He's won on these incredible circuits and Monaco and Singapore and um you know he's he's shown he's got um he's got a bit more I've always thought I've I've always highly rated him as a race driver but I mean it's sheer as far as the sheer magical speed that some drivers have like Max I don't think he's got that I don't know where he's but it, you know it, these races are quite tactical so it could be that he can turn things to to his advantage but I, I think he's unlikely to turn the team in his favor uh, max would have to really destroy his relationships with the team um for 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 them to to for him to be out of favor with red bull on the fight for third place hill says it's wide open between aston martin ferrari and mercedes it's either going to be a red car, a black car, or a green car. <laughs> okay, so you're not sitting on the fence then, are you? Is is that picket up your backside hurting? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence on that one. I mean, there's, it could be, thankfully, it could be any one of those um, six drivers, um, you know, who, who could get the last podium place. Uh, on sheer form. I mean, don't forget, you know, it does rain in Melbourne every now and then. So you could get a, a you know, a real, um, not that I wish that um, the Melbournians get all soaked, um, but it does make for interesting racing and opportunities for other drivers. But it, all things being equal, I think they're going to be tripping over themselves to to be the next best team, whether it's Ferrari, Red Bull, Aston Martin. And Aston Martin... Just surprised everyone, but um, we'll see. Are you surprised, impressed by Fernando Alonso at his age I'm, I'm and not, how many years yeah. he's been in Formula One that he's so up for the fight? I'm not surprised by by that at all. I am um, because I think you know he's he's always given a hundred percent. Um, no matter what the, you know, very, very, I can, I'm racking my brains to think of a, a race where he's thrown in the towel. You know, he's a, he's a born competitor, that, that boy, you know, he's, he's phenomenal. Doesn't give up every lap is a, to prove a point. Um, and, but I am surprised by Aston Martin's leap up the order. 
I mean, they've done something phenomenal there with that car. So um, Dan Fallows and the, the, the crew at Aston Martin, are, they know what they're doing. And um, yeah, I thought that I thought Lawrence Stroll was going to lose his shirt. You know, here we go. You know, another the old saying how to make a small fortune out of Formula One. You start with a big one. You know, that that really was written all over it. And I just I'm, I have to I've had to eat my words completely. I mean, he's, he's done a great job and they're not finished yet. Of course, the AGP is local boy Oscar Piastri's car racing debut at home. And while McLaren looks to be struggling, Hill is already very impressed by Piastri. I think you can expect um, to see a young lad who has got enormous potential um, do do Australia and, and Melbourne proud. Um, I think Lando is already um, put up the notice that he's he's competitive, so Lando knows that. Uh, it'll be good for for Lando. It'll be good for for both of them that if they are, um, you know, they're not. I'm not sure where they're going to be in in the pecking order as a team because they've McLaren seem to have got some things wrong somewhere, um, and they're not they're not showing form. They hope to show some better form after Baku. Apparently, they've got some upgrades or a new new concept car coming for that uh, from then onwards. But you know, Oscar. He, he he's going to benefit from being alongside someone like Lando, you know, because we know Lando's really good. Um, so it'll be good to compare against that, even if the car itself is not at the front. Well, Damon, you know good form in Formula One better than most. Is Oscar the real deal? Well, um, Christian Horner was uh, quoted as saying that they may have missed an opportunity with, with not signing him. Um, and either he was saying that for some reasons of deception or he meant it. I, and I, I tend to think it's the other. I think he, you know, I think the, the he's ticked all the boxes with regards to the junior formally. And typically those drivers have gone on to do great things in Formula One. And so um, it's too early. It is much too early now to be certain uh, about Oscar, Oscar's career trajectory in Formula One, but he's, he's off to a good start. And I think his personality, the, the things I've heard him say, have made me think of him as a very mature and, and serious Serious competitor, yeah. Damon Hill returns to Melbourne after missing last year's AGP, and he's excited to be the main expert on Network 10's coverage. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was helping them, but I'm, apparently I'm I'm being pushed to the front. So, um, uh, big responsibility there. Um, I will be doing my very best to to uh, to deliver the the high standard of broadcasting that I have come to um come to uh, uh uh to to have learned from sky <laughs> and I, I understand i understand how they work but uh it'll be good to go and uh meet some new people and of course be teamed up with alan jones as well so the legend that has that is alan jones and some great other talents there and um 
and Tim, Tim from the reserve drivers, um, you know, and Tom Clarkson, of course, is very experienced and, and all the other crew. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, full on. I think is the, the way I would describe it. I think I'm, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be, um, getting too much time to myself. More insight from Damon Hill in the full interview, which you'll hear on Grand Rollies parked up on Thursday. Alfa Romeo Sauber Formula One star Valtteri Bottas stopped in at Adelaide on his way to Melbourne. Bottas had a ball flinging a 1980s Group A Alfa Romeo and the 2016 Bathurst winning VF Commodore around in damp conditions at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival on Sunday. He drove both with impressive abandon, much to the delight of the big crowd. Bottas was also a hit with the hundreds of fans who crowded into the Grand Marquis to hear F1 insider Mark Gallagher interview him. Not surprisingly, Bottas predicts another Red Bull route at Alford Park. Unfortunately, they, they look a bit un, unbeatable at the moment, but, um, but it is a sport you know that anything can happen. The season is long, uh, things can change. Um, and nowadays, like the, the rate of development you do as a team from start to the end of the year is huge and you can actually make a difference. So it, it's still a long, long way to go till the, till the final race of the year. So obviously when you're on the track in your car, and I mean, you had a very good first weekend, Bahrain, you'd scored four championship points, that was good. More difficult weekend last week in Saudi. Obviously when you're on the track during the weekend, you get the opportunity to, to follow the Red Bulls to see how they're performing. Where do you see their, where is their big advantage? Is it everywhere or is it's, it um, in a the, particular area? Their car is so efficient aerodynamically, like they have good downforce, but at the same time, really low drag. So they can actually run quite low wing level, um, but still having that downforce from the floor and from, from the general shape of the car. So yeah. it's just so efficient. Um, you see the balance of the car is nice. You know, they, they rarely have any moments or they don't really have to fight with the car. So yeah. I think that gives them also just good confidence to push. push so. so is this going to be a walkover for Max? I mean, is this going to be a very simple task for him this year? I hope not. I think everybody <laughs> wants to see good, good racing. Um, they've had a really strong start, obviously, and if yeah. I would do some betting now, yes, probably would bet okay. on him, but... Um, yeah. There you go, you got a tip. You just got a, a tip from Valtteri. I'm not allowed to bet, bet so <laughs> you, can, you can do it for me. After up-and-down races in Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, he thinks the top 10 result in the AGP is realistic. Uh, I think at this point, it seems like we, are, we have a chance to fight for top five uh, constructors okay. um, place in the in the championship it is like i said before long long year ahead but um, based on what we see in bahrain uh, we can definitely fight for points each race yeah. um, i'm happy that we found an issue on the car after saudi um, so that race was um, yeah i don't want to really think about it too much but uh, what we saw in bahrain that yeah we we definitely have a, have a good chance and uh, um, it's, it's so hard to predict because the, the whole, especially kind of the midfield, is, is super tight. Yeah. And any progress you can make, you know, even if you can improve the car with even one-tenth per lap, it can give you quite a few positions. So uh, I think it's an interesting year ahead. Bottas clearly had a ball flinging the Commodore supercar around the slippery Victoria Park circuit, but we didn't get to hear from him afterwards as he had to rush off to a corporate event.
More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Welcome back. For a year now, we've kept you up to date with plans for a new super circuit to the west of Melbourne. We're now hearing an announcement that the government-backed multi-purpose motorsport complex is going ahead will be made as soon as next week. The plan, as previously revealed here on Parked Up Plus, is for a Grade 1 FIA standard circuit for car and motorcycle racing alongside Avalon Airport. Projected to cost up to $250 million, the centrepiece of the motorsport and driver training hub will be a track of between 4 and 5 kilometres in length. It's understood a senior project manager has been appointed to head the planning and design, with the Victoria government already committing to funding preliminary work. Speaking exclusively to Parked Up Plus, Motorsport Australia Chief Executive Eugene Arocca confirms that the signs are very positive that the Melbourne Super Circuit will soon get the green light. Well, I can only say um, I'm, I'm restricted in what I can say publicly other than to say that for some time we've been working with the Victorian government on a strategy around the infrastructure for motorsport in this state. Uh, that's been a long-term project over 18 months and the culmination of that will hopefully be an announcement in the not too distant future about a major project within envisaging a venue being being identified in the western suburbs for a long-term home of motorsport in Victoria. And are you confident? How confident are you that the government is going to back this, well, this major project? Well, look, you've got to be careful about not going the early crow, but all the indications are that this is a government that is clearly very motivated by supporting motorsport. Only last weekend I was at Rob Roy, the second oldest hill climber in the world, where the government had invested half a million dollars to resurface the venue, and it looks fantastic, I must say. So this government has walked the... In fact, there were government representatives to do the official opening. This government has walked the talk more than many others. And so I remain always optimistic and very confident, but it's not over till it's over. And at this stage, we've, we, we are pleased to know that there's been work prepared and done to get to the ultimate stage of asking the government for a significant investment. Arocca further explains the thinking behind the multi-purpose motorsport project. If the plans play out the way we hope they will be, or they hope they will, it will be a multi-discipline venue for bikes, cars, carts, innovation, universities, technology, environment, safety. A whole raft of different opportunities that will open up. This is not just going to be a bit of bitumen that we all can go racing on. It's intended to be a genuine park 
or or or, or industry uh, sort of industry facing engagement that will have a feature track, of course, but lots of bells and whistles hanging off it, which makes it a really exciting investment for uh, anyone involved from government. And from what I'm hearing, it's, uh, well, we've talked about it being government backed, but it, it it sounds like it's going to be a public-private venture. Is that correct? Oh, look, it's probably difficult to give that indication at this stage other than we've got to put the put the horse before the cart um, and at this stage the planning and design work is really critical and that's something we've already started on and I think that will then provide the narrative as to how much and who but my hope my personal hope is that it will be government funded um, to the extent that it needs to be able to become operative and successful. And then after that, it may be that other tenants will become partners in the longer term objective of providing it as a major centre for motorsport beyond just a bitumen track. So the long-winded answer to your question is, initially it needs to have the support of government and then other partners can come in and be, and be a part of a project moving forward as it develops. Although intended to be capable of hosting international events as well as supercars, Arocca says the Avalon circuit will not be a threat to Albert Park for the Australian Formula One Grand Prix. I don't think that's on the agenda at the moment, Mark. I think the major objective now is to build a home for motorsport and I can't, I can't speak on behalf of the government or the Grand Prix Corporation or F1. All I know is that F1 love Albert Park. The FIA, uh, well, to some degree, love Albert Park because it's a great venue. And the Victorian government love Albert Park. It's got great history. Uh, this is not and never has been posed as anything other than a home for Victorian motorsport. Um, I can't say or predict or claim that it's anything more than a national and international level track, primarily focused on events that uh, we currently run nationally. Um, and perhaps some future international events, but the Grand Prix has not been mentioned in any formal sense or even informally about um, being a potential tenant for this venue. Okay, so it won't necessarily be an FIA, I don't know, what do we call it these days, grade one circuit, but certainly... No, no, no. Uh, it will be an FIA grade one circuit. That's our okay. objective. We want to have other events. There could be Formula E, there could be a new reinvigorated Formula W. Uh, we certainly plan on you know, posing and asking for international events, particularly in the Pacific Asia, Asia region. If you're going to spend that much money on a track, you want to make sure that it's a grade one. That's our plan. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. So it's more than just supercars having a new home in Melbourne. Absolutely. It'd be great to have supercars having a new home, but it would be more than that and beyond, in my view. The new track between Melbourne and Geelong would be the natural replacement and more for Sandown, which is living on life support. But according to Eugene Rocker, the good news is that Sandown will still be around for at least a few more years yet. Uh, we keep on hearing about the same thing. In the last 10 years I've been CEO, it's been three to five years every year that I talk about it. And I know for a fact that I could be relatively comfortable in saying that 
may be the 2024 celebration of the Sandown uh, event, the supercar Sandown or the touring car Sandown event will happen in 24, which means that we've got at least another two years. I, I, I My gut tells me that there's another three years. I know it sounds very familiar, but I, I think it's looking more like a three to five year final, final incarnation. Um, you don't want to be the government in charge when Sandown shuts down unless you've got a viable alternative. Um, but my own gut feeling is that it's another three to five years. Um, because ultimately... Especially, especially Eugene, when it's in the Premier's electorate. But it doesn't hurt. Um, uh, but more importantly, it's a venue that would need significant further funding if it's going to go beyond that period in terms of but, upgrades. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I think sadly we're all resigned to... Sandown Raceway eventually going the way of many others. Um, It'll be a sad day, but when it happens, if it happens, hopefully we'll have something else to look forward to. All good news for the future of motorsport in Victoria and indeed the whole country. Back to the Australian Grand Prix and it's a new look undercard at Albert Park with FIA Formula 2 and Formula 3 racing here for the very first time. And of course, supercars will again be competing for championship points in four mixed tyre sprint races. Triple Eight is now on the back foot after losing their appeal against Shane Van Gisbergen's and Brock Feeney's disqualification from their 1-2 in the opening race at Newcastle. And in another bombshell, GM has confirmed that production of the Chevrolet Camaro will end next year. Actually, it wasn't really a surprise. Informed Motor Industry Chat had been predicting the Camaro's demise as a traditional muscle car, at least, for the past few years. Supercars says the Gen 3 Camaro will continue through the 2025 season, but after that, there is no plan. Some tough choices will have to be made, and soon, to prepare supercars for life after the Camaro, with no natural enemy of the Ford Mustang in sight. Back after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast, it's all in the name, it's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. As well as the successful return of the Adelaide Motorsport Festival, the weekend saw MotoGP kick off in Portugal. With a roundup of all the action here and abroad, here's Tanea McLeod from our companion podcast, Girls on the Grid. Thanks to our partner, Bob Jane T-Marks. The MotoGP season started last weekend in Portugal, where Ducati's Francesco Bagneo took victory from Maverick Vinales on his Aprilla. Satellite Ducati rider Marco Bacchetti completed the podium. Australian Jack Miller finished seventh on his KDM debut. New Zealander Mitch Evans of Jaguar Racing secured his seventh victory in Formula E in Brazil. Evans led home countryman Nick Cassidy driving for the Envision Racing and his Brit teammate Sam Bird. It was an interesting NASCAR Cup race at the Circuit of Americas, with Toyota's Tyler Reddick taking the win in triple overtime. 
Kyle Busch and Alex Bowman rounded out the podium for Chevrolet. Making his NASCAR Cup debut, Formula One world champion Jensen Button struggled with the heat to finish 18th, while former title rival Kimi Raikkonen was 29th. Locally, the Adelaide Motorsport Festival successfully returned to Victoria Park, where Valtteri Bottas thrilled the crowds in the 2016 Bathurst-winning Techno Autosport Holden VF Commodore and the Ignis Alfa Romeo GTV raced by Alan Jones. A large number of entrants featured ranging from Formula 1 to Formula Ford vehicles ensured it was a successful event. Over the ditch, Pukekohe Park Raceway hosted its final event as a motorsport venue. Troy Wheeler etched himself into the record books as the final winner at the circuit in the Supertruck's flying farewell. Fans gave the track a fitting send-off as it turns into a strictly horse racing facility. That's the motorsport wrap from here and abroad. My name's Stan McLeod, reporting for Parked Up Plus. Along with the Melbourne GP, coming up this weekend is the second round of the IndyCar series at the daunting Texas Motor Speedway. All the IndyCar action will be streamed live and ad-break-free on Stan Sports. Finally, the reason we didn't hear from Valtteri Bottas after he fanged around in a supercar at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival was that he had to rush off to a promotional event for his new Aussie Finnish brand of gin. Yes, gin. Bottas amusingly revealed the alcoholic concoction in his conversation with Mark Gallagher. Tell us about Oath. Oath is actually a gin brand of, yeah. of me and, and Tiffany, and it is basically Australia and Finland combined in a gin bottle. So, so Australia and Finland combined in a gin bottle. Yes, it is distilled with um, apple peels from Adelaide Hills okay. and with oats from our family farm in Finland. So uh, there you go. Amazing. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, Oath Gin. So will any of the, the people be able to buy Oath Gin in South Australia? We did a cold progression gin with uh, Ambleside Distillery, yeah. um, but we sold out. And we wouldn't be surprised if in the not too distant future we discover that Valtteri Bottas is making wine in his adopted second home uh, in South Australia up in the Adelaide Hills or the Barossa Valley or somewhere. Well, anyway, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, and that will feature that full interview with Formula One legend Damon Hill looking ahead to the Australian Grand Prix. And don't forget Network R's other must-listen podcasts. Janae McLeod and Priya Richards present Girls on the Grid each Monday and every second Friday, Gary O'Brien and Darren Smith host the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus, where you hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening.